Chicago's home for sports. Now, by your side, through your smart speaker. Just tell it to play ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Morning, another Sunday morning. Beautiful day in Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Mark Zander, Brian Hanley here. What a boring weekend of baseball. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, Brian. <laughs> well, you know, not only uh, are things happening uh, between the lines and outside the lines, it also seems like we've just been, especially when you talk about the White Sox, I guess the Cubs to a degree, we've just been kind of running in place for the last month or so, haven't we? I mean, every time I look at the standings, the the Sox are just a game behind. Running game. to stand still, I think they call that. Yeah. I mean, okay, the, the the problem is they've dropped a game and a half. But, you know, they were three games back in second place for, like, the last three or four weeks. Every time we we got together to talk on the weekends, it was like there were still three games back of the Minnesota Twins, right? Yep. And now they're four and a half, but they're still in second place. But Cleveland's only a half game back. But just... It's it's got that feel of what what is the the goal here? What's the, what's the point of the exercise? Are they ever going to like, hit the, hit the accelerator at some point? And then I was completely wrong when I told Jesse a week or so ago that the Cubs weren't going to win four straight again. They just I didn't see it. And then they won. And then, then the you know Pirates came to town, but then they've lost four straight. So. It's just a lot of the the wheels are spinning, but we're not getting anywhere. Yeah, no traction, no traction. Yeah. Well, I, uh, for the Southsiders, and and obviously there's a uh, a storyline that we will be getting to. We're not ignoring that. It's kind of hard to do that, but the storyline on the South Side, you know, we're still we're playing the Yankees. We're going to play Boston. They're starting to hit now, as we thought that they would come around. You're looking at the box score yesterday. Aside from Adam Engel, who was in uh, all game, and uh, Moncada, who came in to pinch hit, everybody got a hit. Mm -hmm. And we had Anderson with a couple, Pollock with a couple, and uh, everybody else was on the board for one. Of course, we saw Jose Abreu get a 3-1 run home run. So things are starting to turn just a little, not fast enough. That's for sure. Not fast enough, and the results aren't showing. And yesterday... Keiko giving up that grand slam was was the difference, and the talk about Keiko's uh, you, you, here we are back in it, right? You know we have Cueto who looked great on his first time out. Absolutely, He's pitch yeah. today. Uh, Lance, uh, Lance Lynn will come back at some point, but they put him on the sixty days, so it's it's not going to be anytime soon. But when he does, uh, you know there are some decisions to make, and we're we're talking about Dallas again and what his future looks like for the White Sox. Well, and here's the this for the first time this season, I started seeing on Twitter, Mark, Sox fans unhappy, not with just the results, but you know, complaining about the product, like it's like it's almost unwatchable. It's not entertaining, right? And see, and that that's a problem. I mean, on the north side, a lot of times it's not entertaining, it's not watchable. And then during the four game win streak, they had some you know young guys who you might want to get interested in a little bit, but. Suzuki has not been as advertised and certainly not as good as he was the first few weeks of the season. But it's the first time I've heard Sox fans openly criticizing the product as if not only are you unhappy because they're not winning enough and they're just kind of you know running in place, but now it's, I don't know if it's a likable team, an unlikable team, but it's an unlikable product because 
there's just enough wrong with a lot of different areas that you don't, when you sit down and watch a it's game, not you're not entertained. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, they're three for 13 with runners in scoring position yes, yesterday, and right? we, Look, we talked about that. That has been a major Achilles heel for this well, team. Well, we talked last week, talked one, one for 18 with the yes. bases loaded, right? Right, 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 right. right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's all a symptom of the same thing. We're getting on yep. base and we're not capitalizing on base runners, which you're not going to have success when you don't do that. Yeah. At least I mean, half the time. I, I, this least. Is the first time I heard fans just complaining about not not you know wanting to watch it's it's just not a fun team to watch let alone is a, is a team good enough to win the division let alone contend for a world series but now it's like you know we got a lot of guys we got a lot of dhs playing out in the field we got a you know but now people are just openly now when, whether, you've, when you've seen this brian were they being specific as to why it's not entertaining, obviously home runs are entertaining, but we know that that's been down across the league and yeah. the inconsistency and we, yeah, with we, the ball and, yeah, and all went, of these things to talk about. Yeah, we went over the lack of home runs and lack of scoring last uh, week with the, the yep. John Grahowski piece and sometimes, but it was more of, and, and paraphrasing that, they're like robots. There's not enough energy. There's not enough motion. Now, is it Tim Anderson, Josh Donaldson, is that misplaced emotion? It's emotion. I mean, he reacted. Um, but the team as a whole doesn't have a sense of urgency. It, it doesn't bring it every day. It just seems like, a, I think the one Twitter, I'd have to go back and look, but basically they're going through the motions, and mm-hmm. it's not good enough. Well, no, it's not, it's not good enough. And you're right, it's not as entertaining as it should be. But what happened yesterday, which obviously we're going to dive into, could be a uh, sparking point. And we'll, look, we'll see. It's It's... It's good to have enemies. We talked about this very guy last week. Yep. Josh Donaldson. Now on uh, ESPN on SportsCenter this morning as I got up and I was watching it, uh, the reporting isn't exactly what I think it should be as far as what happened last week. And even uh, the national show leading into our show today, you know, it's it depends on how you look at it, right? But last week, nobody's mentioning that. Josh Donaldson put his knee into the side of the head of Tim Anderson as he was pushing him off the base. There's those little things, right? And Josh Donaldson is as advertised. He's an agitator. I don't think anybody could go to bat for this guy, pun intended, saying he's not an agitator. Of course he is. That's what he's known for. And what happened yesterday, and it doesn't matter how people take it, it's really how Tim took it. Because he was the target of it. How what happened yesterday is just par for the course with this guy. Yeah, and but also earlier in the week, Tim Anderson's going after Ozzy Gia. Oh, I, and and you know what? I I thought up until yesterday when that whole thing happened, it's like, boy, I look forward to talking about that. And that's almost a forgotten story now. It's almost a forgotten story. But the point is, you know, how much energy does TA spend? Dealing with things he can't control, or or worrying about things. Now the Josh Donaldson's a different category. Yes, but like yes. the, with with the Ozzie Guillen stuff, you know, I don't know if he was actually watching it in the clubhouse and and reacting. Or to somebody it or told was, him about it. Yeah, I agree. And look, I agree with you that that was ridiculous. And if we, if you and I could sit him down and be like, you know what, that kind of stuff, don't worry about it. Ozzie's yeah. got a job. He's a loudmouth. He's always been like that. Read articles, get to know who this guy is. He's been in Chicago since the early 80s. This is what he does. 
Yeah. Just roll with it. And that's what he's supposed to do, by the way. Yeah, that, well, that's what I'm saying. That's his job. Yeah. That's what he gets paid to do. But, but, you know, Tim needs to worry about the team being one game under 500 for the last five weeks, you know, being basically a 500 team and a team that's five and 10 against winning teams and not being good enough. And, you know, there's things that he can't control. And he's he's the face of the organization, you know, that Josh will we'll get into the, you know, Josh Donaldson's explanation and Tim's and, Grandal and everybody. And, and Tony. Tony. Yeah, Tony Larissa, but the yeah. bigger picture as part of this is, you know, does something need to be changed? Tony LaRusso, you know, people were saying that on, on Twitter, and I said last week, you know, Tony's not getting fired. I, I can't believe Jerry Reinsdorf would allow Rick Hahn to launch Tony. Not that that would cure all the ills of the White Sox, but a lot of Sox fans, I would say, dare say the majority, and I would check your pulse on this, are, are you satisfied that he – He's the guy that's going to get you, you know, close to a World Series or in the World Series, let alone win a World Series. And it doesn't matter if the owner's not going to move anyway. But, uh, you know, both sides of town, I know fans are unhappy with ownership. They're unhappy with the front office. And now, I dare say, on the south side, they're unhappy with the players themselves. And, and on the north side, most of us don't even know who the majority of the players are because it's it's not relevant. And that's right another now. indifferent source of frustration. Yep, absolutely. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You know, going deeper into the uh Tim Anderson Ozzy thing. You know, last week and, and Ozzy can say whatever he wants to say and I know Tim is a leader of this team, but the something that I haven't heard me personally anybody bring up is the fact that this team is good enough they have to learn to win even if Tim is resting. Yep. See, to me, that is an obvious point that hasn't been talked about. So Tim can take offense and Ozzy can say whatever he wants. But this team, any team, has to be able to win when one of their stars are being rested. We yeah, have I mean, enough talent to do that. And that is a big storyline right there. Absolutely, Mark. Because, it, you know, De- Dexter Fowler, you know, Joe Madden would say, he go, we go. It's great. It's cute. It's one, you know, you want to believe that. And Tim, Tim Anderson, they have a much better record when he's out there playing than when he's not in the lineup. But that can't be a crutch, mentally or whatever. I mean, spoken or unspoken, you can't. Oh, TA is not playing, therefore, you know, we're in trouble. I right. Mean, right. It, it can't be. It can't be that. And I'm not sure that Ozzy, you know, Ozzy gave him a lot of credit and said he's a leader of the team, and that's yeah. all fine and great. But there's no way he's playing 162. So the point is. They have to win without him. They have to find a way to win without him. And do they have enough talent to do that? Absolutely. Do they? I think they do. Okay, I'd love to hear from Sox fans. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Look, okay, uh, with a loy out, you know, no matter what you think, but all in, nobody, you know, no big major uh, main players on the IL. Yes, we have enough talent to be able to win without a TA in the lineup for a day. Well, Tony said this week that they were going to, you know, fix this thing batter by batter. And I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to fix it batter by batter because people are questioning the approach, questioning the, the batting, you know, the hitting coach and all the things you do when your team doesn't look like, you know, when they're not scoring enough. Now, yesterday, okay, great. You get the three run home run and you needed that, but because Keiko gave up the LeMahieu, um grand slam. But on a on an average basis, on a weekly basis, their offense isn't near good enough. Right, and right. It, and, and and look what we just talked about. I mentioned that there were Angle and uh, Mankata pinch hitting were the yep. only ones that didn't hit. Yet we only scored five. We yep. we stranded some people. That's the big deal. So 
He's stranded nine runners yesterday. Right, right. And this is fascinating because it's like, okay, they're hitting to get on base. But then they're not hitting when the opportunity is there to knock in some runs. And is that because of pitch choice? Is that because they're too antsy at the plate? We, we saw last week how Tim Anderson has been swinging. And there's a guy who, if I were Tony, be like, okay, you know, you get a good pitch to hit, swing on the first pitch. But not everybody can do that. Tim is a hitter, right? So with, with that said, you, you've got people getting on base. But when it counts and there are people in line to score, they're on the bases. They're not delivering. So what's the difference there? It's the mental it seems. Well, we've also approach. we've had passionate Sox fans call in and say that the the White Sox and Rickon in particular did not do near enough in the off season, and you know uh, one was very adamant that you know letting Rodon go was a big deal, but that's not we're not talking about offense at that point. Um, so if they didn't do enough in the off season, are they going to do enough by August second, the trade deadline, to? to fill in whatever holes they have here and you know how many holes do they have right you believe that when healthy they're good enough to contend for a world series uh, even though it, it just doesn't it just doesn't look like all the wheels are spinning in the right direction for for most of the no part. they're not in sync and we talked yeah. about this last week they definitely are not in sync three one two three three two three seven seven six talking white Sox. we get to the whole josh donaldson mess as well when we come back, it's Xander and Hanley on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Uh, what you see from uh, uh, Dallas? Mm-hmm. Dallas. I'm just not quite sharp. You know, he, he walked that leadoff hitter, and, you know, he just wasn't quite as sharp. What was your take on the beat between Donaldson and Anderson there? Okay, any other questions? Nothing to say about that, Tony. Well, who are you with? New York Star Ledger. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I talked to the Chicago Press because I don't. I don't uh, he made a racist comment, Donaldson, and that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. That's pretty strong. That's as strong as it gets. Oh. Is that in the third inning? The first. Do you mean say that's all I'm going to say? You know what that means? That's all I'm going to say. It doesn't need any more explanation than that. Hey, you know what? Yeah, you got to love the way Tony responded there. I do as a Sox fan. You know, he's backing up his players. Yeah, you know, whatever his assertion was, Brian, he's backing up his players. And he's got some attitude. I like that myself. 312-332-3776. He's definitely old school. I mean, he doesn't. He uh, doesn't so am I. You know, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I mean, years and years ago, when he blew up at the AP uh, writer and you know, he's screaming, "Be a man! Be a man!" And that'll—I mean, it—that's you know. It, I think Sully Paul Sullivan wrote the the Fifty Shades of Tony Larusa because he can be the most positive guy in the dugout, and he can be the most stern guy and the the most difficult guy. I and, mean, and, he's, and, he, right, he runs and not the all spectrum. The, right, and not all the time does it really make sense that whole Mercedes things last year. I think disappointed some fans that he was, you know, dogging his own guy, player. Uh, yeah, especially a guy who'd been a, a career minor leaguer and yeah. was having this unbelievable start, and then, um, yeah. But it, it's you know it's interesting because and we'll hear we should hear. So it was a racist comment, 
Uh, Josh Donaldson said, no, it wasn't. And we should hear from all sides. Oh, we're, 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 yeah, we're going to go down the line. Today, are we going to hear from MLB is investigating the whole incident? Are we going to hear from anyone today? Should Josh Donaldson be playing in, in either game of the doubleheader? Well, and I, if you're the Yankees, if you're, if you're the Yankees, and, and, and do you take any kind of disciplinary action against your own player before MLB does? Because... If in tr- you know, if in fact it, it was a racist comment, and and if you're a teammate of Josh Donaldson, how are you feeling today? You know, Boone is uh, said that he is going to look into it, and uh, yeah. I think that was the the smart way. You know, not coming out to defend him, just that was the smart way to do it. And I would suspect that Boone is smart enough to not start him in the first game, if at all, play. Either one of the games of the doubleheader, but definitely not have them in the lineup for game one. And I don't think the MLB is going to come down with a decision by game time. I, I, I find that highly unlikely. 312 332 3776. Here's what TA had to say post game. Timmy able to take us through what went on there with, uh, with yeah. Donaldson and that. Yeah, he just made a you know, disrespectful comment. Uh, you know, basically, was, you know, trying to call me Jackie Robinson. Like, what's up, Jackie? Uh, you know, uh, I don't play like that. You know, and I don't, I don't really play at all. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really, you know, bothering nobody today. But uh, you know, he made a comment, and uh, you know, it was, it was disrespectful, and uh, I don't think it was called for. Then they said. That was when you guys crossed past the shortstop there at the end of the third. Yeah, but that happened in the first, the first time he got on. You know, and I spared him that time, uh, and then it happened again. Um, and, you know, uh, it was just, you know, just uncalled for. You know, it's not, you know, I got time to, you know, be playing like that. How did you manage to contain yourself this time? That kind of comment? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, you know, uh, it was very disrespectful, you know. You, know, uh, you just don't want to play like that. You call it disrespectful. Tony just said it was racist. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. same, same, same along, along that same line, yeah. You know, Brian, uh, the one thing that really jumps out in that clip was that Donaldson pursued him twice. Mm-hmm. Again, we know who Josh Donaldson is. He had, the, he had issues. He, he like, uh, confronted Giolito last year in the parking lot. Uh, so we know who this guy is, right? Yeah, over, over the, uh, you know, when they were, the MLB was cracking down on, on Gorilla. Um, yeah, yeah, not Gorilla Glue, but uh, Spider Tack. Yeah. Spider Tack. And he was yeah, screaming. Gorilla Glue no is a whole different problem. You're not throwing yeah, the ball yeah. if you've got Gorilla no. Glue on your hands. <laughs> you're, going, you're going with the ball. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, yeah. No, it was after Giolito uh, gave, gave up a home run to him, and he was screaming, it's no longer sticky as he ran the bases. Right, right. You know, right. Accusing Giolito of, of needing the, the help of uh, Spider Tack. Josh Donaldson is just that pesky gnat. And, and the thing is, as T.A. said, he pursued him a couple times. Now, let's, let's think about this, right? There are plenty of things, terms, adjectives, names you can call somebody, many that we can't say on the air here, that would have no racial connotation at all, right? He could have came Correct. up to Tim and just been the gnat that he is and called him a D-bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that has no racial... Not a deep back. Not, no, like not a deep own. back. No. Right. No, a deep they're in, back. They're and, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. And nothing... I, I, there, this would not have... Look, would they have had words or whatever? Sure, whatever. But none of this. And then, and then Josh just 
easily refers to the article where Tim had mentioned that. Josh had this planned. Josh knew how to explain this or try to explain this away. That's who I think that guy is. Yeah, and let's take a listen, because he does reference, uh, he said he's been doing this with Tim Anderson prior to yesterday, and Tim Anderson never reacted, but yesterday he got a reaction. All right, so first inning, I called him Jackie. So let me give you a little context of that. 2019, he came out with an interview, said that he's a new Jackie Robinson of baseball. He's going to bring back fun for the game, right? And 2019, when I played for Atlanta, we actually joked about that on the game. Um, I don't know what's changed from – and I've said it to him – uh, in years past, not not in any manner, they're just joking around for the fact that he called himself Jackie Robinson, you know. Um, so, you know, if something has changed uh, from that, like my meaning of that is not at any term uh, trying to be racist by any fact of the matter. Um, it was just off of an interview that what he called himself and. When we said that before, we joked about it. He laughed, whatever. Uh, as you could tell in our series that we've played, there's been multiple times where I've tried to defuse the situation. Like I, I took responsibility for the tag. Wasn't trying to do anything there. Like today, just trying to defuse it. Like hey, like make light. Like hey, I, we're not trying to start any brawls or anything like that. Um, obviously, he deemed that it was disrespectful. And look, if he did, I apologize. Like that's not what I was trying to do by any manner. That's what happened. So is that apology enough? for people because Josh try to explain it away and apologize but again again when you pursue somebody he said he's been doing it for years well that's okay when's the joke over i mean you you know he's been doing this for a while what what's the purpose of that but if if he was if tim anderson didn't react and he's been doing it for years since first of all the fact that he still remembers a sports illustrator article from 2019 yeah he he's a little fixated on timmy yeah, he he filed maybe he does you know he files things away with as many players as he can so he can get under the skin. But if if in fact if you take him at his word and they they've laughed at, about it before or Tim didn't seem to be disturbed by it before, if he does it again he does it again yesterday and Tim does react and and you have you know the teams meeting at home plate and all that, you know does that does his expl- explanation mitigate anything if you're MLB or the Yankees? If if you take him at his word that he's been doing this for years, was it racist comment? That's in the thing. You have to take Josh Donaldson at his word. I mean, let's just think about that right there. Well, I mean, he he seemed like he he, he just he stood there and and let me give you some context and he just gave you chapter and verse. Right. I don't doubt that he's been doing it since the the article came out. And just, and, and, and another point, Brian, is that. Tim, they had that exchange, but nothing yeah. happened until Grandal stepped in. Yeah. And that's when it blew up. And let's listen to uh, Yasmani. This game went through a period in time where uh, a lot of those comments were made, and uh, I think we're uh, way past that. And it's, it's just unacceptable. So um, I just thought it was a low blow. And, you know, I'm. I want to make sure I got my teams back. There's no way that you, you're you're allowed to uh, to say something like that. It's just like I said, on a certain on a Did he deny saying it? Well, what do you think? I mean, you deny it too. I mean, 
it's all about a he, she. But I mean, you can go ask him. I'm sure he's gonna deny everything, and then maybe go on Twitter and tweet something out, just like he did with Giolito um, last year. But I guess he uh, he lives in his own world. That is Yasmani Grandal post game after he had a talk with Josh Donaldson, which resulted in the benches emptying and the people coming in, the players coming in from the bullpen. Three one two three three two three seven seven six at eleven. We're going to talk to Jesse about his point of view as to what he thinks that MLB may or may not do, and we haven't seen the lineups come out yet, so we're not sure. You know what the Yankees lineup is going to look like, or the White Sox for that matter. But there is a uh, doubleheader today. First pitch at two o five in Game One. Tyler Aki will bring you the pregame at one thirty here on ESPN one thousand. We'll come back from the break and uh, open up the phone lines three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to talk about that, uh, what does MLB do? What do the Yankees do? And if nothing happens, maybe this is just a. Uh, a sparking point for the uh, the White Sox, who seemingly have not been a cohesive group and haven't had that spirit to them. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Hanley and Xander. This is ESPN one thousand. We'll be back in a bit. It's here and it's spectacular. The all new ESPN Chicago app. This is ESPN one thousand Chicago's home for sports. Three one two three three two three seven seven six ESPN one thousand Brian Hanley Mark Xander yeah there was a little bit of a stir up on the uh, in New York for the Southsiders and we're talking about it here this morning we're going to have Jesse Rogers join us at eleven a.m. he will certainly have his point of view as to what the MLB may or may not do the timing of such and and what we may expect to see in today's game. I think our very own cap called for a 98-mile-an-hour fastball to the ribs of Josh Donaldson today, if he's in the lineup, Brian. That's old school. That's old school, right? And well, who do we have as a manager? Yeah. And then, the most old-school manager ever. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and that might make everyone feel better for the, for the moment, the day, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't change the White Sox state of affairs no 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 and, and the thing, thing, right? that's exactly and why it, they shouldn't do it because we don't have a winning record we don't have time to play around we can't have cueto exactly. kicked out for a vendetta three one two three three two three seven well, seven the, six the, uh, yep here's the other part of that mark yep whatever we think of josh Donaldson, like him despise him have no time for him mlb.com did a uh list of the 10 best moves made from the offseason Weighing in at number 10 was the Yankees acquiring Josh Donaldson. The only mention of the White Sox in here is the San Francisco Giants signing Carlos Rodon. <laughs> and, that's so the, and that's the wrong that, kind of mention. That goes to my, <laughs> right, right. That's right. I mean, that goes to my bigger question about actually baseball question. Have the White Sox done enough to position this team after an early exit from the playoffs last year? To be better this year and to have a, a better season, a better postseason, and get you closer to actually winning a World Series. And, and at this point, if um, anybody thinks that uh, there's clear evidence that they have, I'm not sure what they're watching. Right. And so I would love to hear from Sox fans, 312-332-3776. Uh, I mean, as you watch this team, beyond your frustration, do you think they're good enough? And if they're not good enough, I mean, Juan Soto 
you know, I, everyone's trying to, you know, whether the Nationals are going to trade them and they're trying to sell the team and will they trade them before the team sold and, and should they? But he's a 23-year-old superstar who supposedly turned on a 13-year, $350 million contract to Scott Boris as his agent. I mean, you have a bunch of teams that are, uh, 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 you know, put together, if you want to play fantasy baseball, you know, who couldn't use Juan Soto? Should the White Sox be thinking, you know, blockbuster move like that at some point to position themselves to actually win a World Series? Or is this group, as comprised by Rick Hahn, good enough? Is it good enough to actually fulfill the expectations most of us had going into the season? I think anybody that's really paying attention that thinks that you have to strike while the iron's hot, they have to do something. Yep. What they have done to this point has not been enough. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Polly in Lake Forest wants to jump in. Hey, Polly, you're on ESPN with us. Hey, great show. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm a little disappointed with the way the Sox, with the way Anderson and the Sox reacted. It was a perfect time for them to turn their season around mentally by not doing a thing. And anybody who's played baseball, especially at this level, knows that it's one big rip fest, whether it's meant or not. It's the worst kind of ribbing. Nobody knows unless you've played the game and everybody that's listened has played. Okay, so you got to take the ribbing. They had an opportunity to not do anything. Anderson could have gone in, told the manager. The manager, if he is as affronted as he appears to be, would have nailed uh, Donaldson the next time he came up, right in the ribs. And you would have made a statement as to who we are as men. Not that we got to go out now on social media, make a big deal about it, call him a racist. Donaldson's from Pensacola. You think he cares if you call him a racist? Well, Look, look, Paulie, uh, first of all, Anderson didn't say anything until Grandal stepped in. Grandal was sticking up for his teammates. So that was the order of operations. Thanks for the call that uh, that kind of came down. So, yes, ribbing is part of it. But, Brian, I would say this, right? Um, as we said, there's many other words that you could have used. And if Donaldson is saying mm-hmm. that he's clueless as to using that reference, Jackie, as possibly being a racist comment. Now, again, you may not agree that it is, but it was directed at Tim, and he's the one that gets to tell you how he felt receiving that. Right. And, and, if, 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 well, hold on. Now, that was, that's up to Tim. Now, Grandal took offense to it, had something to say. That's how we found out about it. If Grandal didn't do that, maybe we don't know about this. Maybe this would have kept been kept in the background but if josh is coming up and saying yeah i've said this before and, and it should have been okay or whatever you know it, it's 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 enough on the line to have said look tim may take it this way and and i don't and you have to believe i i guess donaldson and his explanation knowing this guy i i don't well i believe i actually buy his explanation i don't think it's it, it dismisses what happened but I believe he's. I believe that he has said it before. The way he explained himself, it doesn't make it right. But I believe his. I don't think he just concocted that story out of whole cloth. Now, if I'm Aaron Judge, how do I feel about that? Right. Well, how, how that's I, a, that, that share, is a great point. That is a great point. Do right. I want to share a clubhouse with this guy? You know. Right. Do, do I do I want to ask him to explain himself yet again? And he said he, he explained to his teammates you know, what, what he said and what he meant and what he didn't mean by it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, but if you're if you're a teammate, is his is that good enough? I mean, if you're the Yankees, is that good enough? But from a from a baseball perspective, they're happy that he's in a Yankee uniform just for what he brings to the table talent wise, right? Yep. Yep. So But if he look, if if MLB comes down with a suspension or they have to avoid playing him in the first game or both games because of this, he's compromising his team. So Absolutely. how smart is that? I, 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 correct on all accounts. Yep. Um, but I, I think beyond this incident, the White Sox have you know bigger bigger concerns than oh they do whether Josh Donaldson's a racist or not. It, it they, their concern is they can't beat winning teams, and they've been a, a hovering around five hundred pretty much for the entire year. And if the defense isn't failing, the offense has been there not to to you know score with runners in scoring position, three for 13 and nine guys left on base and averaging less than four runs per game. And meanwhile, you know, the bullpen is overtaxed and it's been good. And, you know, your starting pitching has been good enough. But for Dallas Keuchel, you know, reverting back to Dallas Keuchel. And look, that LeMahieu grand slam would have been a, an easy out in 99% of the yes, other ballparks. And, that, but, and there's another thing. Although, I mean, you know, yes, we could say that, but it doesn't matter. It happened where it no, happened. No, it doesn't matter. And that was the problem. Playing. Yes, that right. was the problem. And you're right. Look, the storyline is what it is. It's just that this is such a big story. This is such a big deal. And there are going to be some sort of reverberations, whether minor or major today. And yep. we'll, we'll see what that looks like. You know, who knows? All I know is as a Sox fan, uh, Donaldson is easy to dislike, and this isn't the first time. So it's good to have an enemy. That's fine. And if this is a rallying cry, if Grandal coming up and, and doing that, and this ends up being a rallying cry to get these guys to play together as a team with some sort of spirit and make it more interesting, more fun to watch, as we've talked about, there are some fans that feel like it's not a fun product to watch. Well, then great, because in the end, it's just words. However, I can't sit here and say, well, Tim shouldn't have judged it that way or TLR or uh, Grandal. And and it's really up to them to judge it the way they will. I think it would be foolish to throw at him if he's in the lineup today, because we don't have a winning record. We don't have time to lose. We have to win games. Yeah, well, you know, if you're Grandal, too, you know, don't go for for your last, uh, you know, 18, 20, whatever it is, you know, how about helping out the club? It's great to stand up for a teammate. But well, that's you know, only one part you, of it. Yes. Let's do yeah, you show up. On the field. You want you show up more often than you have in terms of, you know, actually helping the team win, win some games, you know, for what the, what you're paying the guy. And, and I want to throw in here too, and we're going to come back with a few phone calls and then we'll uh, talk to Jesse at the top of the hour. Josh Donaldson is an easy target right now, but uh, driving in, I thought, you know what? There have been baseball players that have come to play in Wrigley Field on opposing team or on the South side that, Chicagoans, whether you're a fan of the White Sox or the Cubs, just love to hate. And if you have one of those names, because I have one from the South Side that I'll share, 312-332-3776, we're here until noon. If you have a name to share that is just an opposing player that you just love to hate, now I know on the North Side, A.J. Persinski is uh, persona non grata in uh, the anniversary hey, just the other there- day because it was all over social media. There were guys in his own clubhouse that didn't like A.J. Presents. Yes, well, that's true. That's true. But he had a long career, and uh, I don't know what ever happened to Michael Barrett. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's the truth, right? All right. Uh, Michael Barrett used to always tell you what he did in the offseason. He was doing 
CrossFit and Taekwondo, and he had all these you know great grand plans, and they all see was going to make him a better player. And, and how'd that work out for him? Right, right. Short career. Meanwhile, AJ played for everybody twice. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll be right back taking your phone calls, and again, we'll talk to Jesse Rogers at the top of the hour. This is ESPN One Thousand. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and on the ESPN Chicago app, a comprehensive app that's got an incredible amount of content free for your iPhone or Android. It's Xander and Brian Hanley here on ESPN 1000. Brian, the um, the White Sox lineup is out. Uh, we're, oh, we do have the Yankees lineup. There and we go. What do you know? Donaldson is at third base in game one. Interesting. Because he, because he makes that team better. And until they are told that he can't they, play, apparently yeah. they're not going to take a stand against him. Okay. Tim Anderson is uh, opening up the game at short. Larry Garcia, second base, batting two. Luis Robert. Centered field, batting three. Jose, DH in cleanup. A.J. Pollock in left field, and uh, he's batting fifth, sixth. Catching, Yasmani Grandal, Gavin, Gavin Sheets at uh, first base. Batting seventh, Adam Angle in right field. Batting eighth and ninth is Josh Harrison, who had a double yesterday. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what kind of goes down because, again, it, whether you want this to be a story or not, it's a story. It's a big story, and I think uh, a lot of a lot of old school baseball fans. I get that this is uncomfortable. You don't want it to be a story, but this is a younger person's game, and yeah, you know these are these are things that are popping up. Unfortunately, we've got. Um, Al in Portage Park here on ESPN 1000 wants to jump in. Hey, Al, you're on with Xander and Hanley. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. As right on. Hey, um, you know, whatever Josh Dial said, you know, he knows what was in his heart when he said it. And, um, you know, I'm certainly not going to sit here and tell Tim Anderson how to feel. You know, he knows how he felt mm-hmm. as to what was said to him. So, you know, that, that, those are his feelings. But uh, what I wanted to say was a contributing factor might have been Last week, wasn't there an incident where uh, Donaldson spiked him or stepped on his head? Well, yeah, he pushed him off a third and put a knee to his head, trying to, uh, you know, in a pickoff attempt. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and it was an aggressive mood, uh, move, and Tim got up and kind of pushed him. And the ump very, very well played. The ump got between him and diffused the situation. So, yeah, there's okay. history there. And, and there's yeah, history with Giolito last year. Right, right. So I figured something might have been brewing, um, and uh, you know, it carried over to, to this week. But uh, yeah, I, I thought there was an incident last week. I just wanted to, you know, kind of chime in. But uh, hey, where, thanks for where are you on? Where are you on the state of the Sox right now? Um, so I'm a big Sox fan. Um, you know, I, I look at it like this. You know, the team has had a lot of injuries. Don't want to make excuses, but you know, the team that's been playing over the you know, past couple months has not been the team we all expected to do great and, and had that these high expectations. So figure by the end of the season, you know, most most of the players should get back and, uh, you know, uh, then we'll see, you know, what this team really is and you know, just hope for a progression from last year. Thanks, Al. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, you know, Al's got a good point. You know, the White Sox last year had a pretty decent start and, uh, Things didn't look as great as they were toward the end. Will the Yankees be firing on all cylinders all season long? You know, it's a long grind. 
Yeah, and and, and we'll see. And, and, you know, thankfully, we're almost to June now, and, and we can't say it's really early anymore. No, uh, a but, quarter of the season's in the books, right, practically, right. right? 39 games. And as you said, Tony said that he was going to handle it, uh, you know, hitter by hitter. And the main problem is now, as we saw yesterday, in Yankee Stadium, we got hits. We just could not capitalize on putting people on base. And that is the problem, the glaring problem on the offensive side. You know, besides the lack of home runs, but I think a lot of people are dealing with that yeah. to a certain degree. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. So with uh, with Josh in the lineup, I you know I, I don't want as old school as I am. I definitely don't want to see anything stupid happen. I like to see them just kind of move ahead because we can't afford to retaliate and cost us a game. Look at our record; we can't afford it. Well, and and you know, warnings were given to both teams yesterday. The the warnings will be given at when they're exchanging lineups today. Yes, they will. Gonna, so uh, so right but, away. But does that does that stop Tony from you know directing? You know, is it happen right away? Does it happen if the game? Well, Tony was pretty pretty fired up. If you yeah. if you listen to the emotion of uh, all three of those, Grandal and Anderson and Tony, Tony was really fired up. Right. But we'll see it, what happens today if that results in anything. Hopefully not again, because it just doesn't make a lot of common sense in the context of trying to win uh, a couple of games from the Yankees. The best yeah, go, play, team go ahead in, and sweep a doubleheader on their home field. And, that'll you know, do it. Pay for it. Yeah. That'll do it. That, that's nice payback. Absolutely. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It was nice after the uh, Grandal uh, confrontation that Josh struck out. I did like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, but but... <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just, I wish, I wish it didn't happen. Um, I believe Josh Donaldson, when he said he's called him that since that article came out and didn't get a reaction, but he got one yesterday, certainly. So MLB is going to have to issue some disciplinary. I'd be shocked if they didn't. And, and, Um, and as, as I mentioned before, the fact is that he kept pursuing him and he's done this multiple times before. That's, that's a little whack. That ain't right. No, it ain't right, but he's a hell of a baseball player. <laughs> uh, you, know what, you know what, Brian? I know that you said that, but I could, I mean, he's playing for the Yankees. I can care less. He's a well, D-back I know, and I'm, I'm thinking of guys that irritated me back in the day, like uh, Al Rabowski for the Cardinals when he'd you know, walk okay, around yeah, the mound yeah, and we, we for had 10 that, minutes yeah. yep. and, and slam his mitt instead of just pitching the damn ball. But, I mean, <laughs> right. he knew how to get people in the stands upset and, yep. and how to get the Cubs upset. I mean, and it's a tactic. It's a tactic. Yep, absolutely. I mean, they're, so there are guys that, that just do it the way they play the game, let alone what they say, right? I mean, right. there are guys who just, you know, as much as you hated them, you hated them because they usually did damage to your team. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The name that I was going to bring up because we uh, threw threw this out was there a player that you hated to see come to Wrigley or Comiskey back in the day? Uh, and uh, for you, Al Herbosky, which I remember, he had that uh, Fu Manchu mustache. Yeah, he was a he little. Sure he was a bit of a nut. I Tory Hunter. Do you remember Tory Hunter? Sure. He was the guy that openly said that he would not come to the White Sox. He made some ridiculous comment, like he hated the Sox. We were trying to get uh, you know acquire him, and he made a public comment that he would never play here. So he took his lumps every time he was in right field for the Angels. So Tory Hunter was not uh, not welcome on the south side for sure. Yeah, 
And it, being a Hawks fan, you remember, you know, the Dino sucks chance. Oh, no matter, yeah, no matter which jersey was wearing, right? Yeah. So we love to hate Wendell Clark and Bob Probert until we uh, R.I.P. Bob the, until we got him. Then we love the tail end of their careers. Yeah. Yep. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're up against the break. Back in two minutes, we'll talk to Jesse Rogers about uh, the North Siders, the South Siders, and the obvious storyline on the South Side out in New York here when we come back. It's ESPN 1000.